Yeah. Oh. Hey, y'all. How's everybody doing? Doing good. All right. But well, we are going to get started in just a minute. Um, of course, you know, the uh, the Wi-Fi is, uh, is not the best uh, with all the e-learning. <laughs> um, so uh, let's get started here in just a second. Uh, we have our guests uh, on and ready. So let me mute all and we're gonna get started. And so we can clear the lines, okay? Give me one second. Okay, here we go. All right. Okay, so five, four, three, two, one. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to our Black Junior Podcast, Junior Golf Podcast. Uh, my name is Ro Thompson, and uh, the, I'm, a, I'm your host uh, of the podcast. Uh, I want to thank everybody for getting on the podcast tonight. Man, we got some special guests lined up tonight. Uh, you are not going to believe. Uh, but any event, uh, before we get things kicked off uh, tonight, um, I just want to uh, say that uh, we're getting ready to get into our fall season. Um, a lot of the summer tours are, are winding down and we're jumping right into uh, fall golf and I hope everybody's having a had a good summer and uh, hopefully you all are all set to uh, do some really big things um, in the fall. So to kick us off tonight, we have uh, Jamie Taylor who's going to share some information um, and she's from the uh, Black Golf uh, Black Golf Directory and she's going to share some things with us tonight. So, uh, Jamie, are you there? All right. Do we have Jamie on? Yes, we have Jamie. I'm here. Hey, Jamie. I'm here. Hey, you. Sorry, hey. I was trying to unmute myself. <laughs> you, you didn't, you didn't yes. forget about me, did you? Say what? I said, you didn't forget about me, did you? Of course not. All right. All right. Sorry for the weirdness of my background. But anyways, um, thanks for having me on, bro. I know I'm becoming a, a regular on this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just claimed to um, just re re announce my uh, current event that's going on, a virtual career fair, something that we've never done before. And it's going on right now. Uh, basically, it's a six-week career fair where I am promoting major golf companies, specifically PGA, a tour, PGA of America, LPGA, AJGA, USGA, um, Youth On Course, and, um, and um, am I missing somebody? No, that's it. And so um, the reason for this is because what I've realized, and you guys, I know a lot of you guys have young kids and they're probably just looking to play golf, but I grew up the same way, thinking my only options were to play golf or work at a golf course, because that's all I saw was go to the golf course and play or go to the golf course and work. Um, it wasn't until long after I really graduated college that I even learned about internships uh, that existed at the major golf companies and the business side, as well as, um, and now I'm finding out there's some for high schoolers. So I figured it'd be good information for pe other people to know, especially in the black community. And these um, companies have agreed so work with me in doing a special webinar just to educate people of color, specifically black people on these opportunities because there's really not a lot of us applying for these opportunities. I know that personally working at LPGA and it's, it just makes it that much harder for us to get into the corporate side of golf, which is what you know my objective is for, for us. So um, I know they take them as young as 14 at the youth on course, 14 to 18, so high school can do caddy program internships as well and then a lot of them take 18 and 21 plus so and sometimes even people who are out of school out of school so I would just say if you want to register I'm going to put the link in the chat um, it's free you get like a, a pre-packaged webinar every Monday that you can watch for about 45 60 minutes uh, with me and a former intern and then um, you can share it with whoever you want via email and also I've been promoting it on the uh, black uh, junior golf group to see so you guys can get a, a taste and see as to what these awesome uh, former interns have said about their experience so 
yeah, I just want to just want to let you know that if you haven't joined, you can still join. And then I'll also be sending out reminders once a month through the end of the year of the application dates because the applications are open for most of them right now uh, for this coming spring and summer. So you don't want to wait till May to apply for these because they've already filled the positions. You want people to apply now to get the spring or summer opportunity. So that's my spiel. Thank you, Ro. Um, if you have any questions, you can also. I don't know if I froze or. Yeah, I'm froze. Yeah, I'm back. Can everybody hear me okay? Can you hear me, Jamie? Yes. Okay. All right. So, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. So, Jamie, thank you so much for that information. And, Jamie, what did you say the age range is for those uh, interns? So, Youth on Course, which we're promoting this week, takes 14 to 18. So, they're specifically targeting high school kids. And this is okay. for PADI program as well as internships at golf courses. Okay. And then the rest of them take either 18 and up or 21 and up. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Appreciate that, Jamie. Any questions for uh, Jamie uh, from the Black Golf Directory? Any questions for Jamie? You can unmute, guys, and if you have any questions for Jamie, she's right here. I should mention they're all paid. Oh, that's even better. Yes. <laughs> Good. Hey, Jamie, this is Anthony Brantley. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Anthony? Not bad. Well, being up north, uh, Rochester, New York, I'm quite sure most of those intern uh, programs are down south. Anything up north near um, upstate New York? Uh, yeah, so USGA, for example, they have they call the fellows program, and they are at the actual associations. So they're all wherever they have a uh, USGA association, which I think okay. is every state, they yeah. have their fellowship. And then certain internships like AJGA, they travel, so it doesn't matter where you're from, you're going to be traveling. Unless you do an internship at their actual facility in Atlanta, mm -hmm. their internships are traveling internships anyway. They go with the actual AJGA tour. Oh, okay, great. Because one thing I did with my son is I wanted him to just volunteer, do community service with uh, like the first tee because they started that up here. And I yeah. mean, he's, he's an elite golfer. He's like 13 now. You know, he's won lots of awards in this area, well known. And so that was an opportunity for him to just give back, you know, and also see a different part of, uh, of golf, you know, from a teaching perspective and also just uh, social interaction, you know, it, during this COVID time, of course. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, th I think AJGA also accepts volunteers. I know that's probably something he competes in, but I think they accept volunteers as well. Okay, because there, there's a Rochester District Golf Association here, and yep. I'm thinking they are probably linked to that. Yep. Okay, yep. okay, yep. thanks. Uh -huh. All right. Thank you, Anthony, for that question. Uh, any other questions for Jamie? Any other questions for Jamie? Black Golf Director? Yeah, I, I have another question. Um, okay, go ahead. Be, be, being that uh, my son Joshua, you know, he's pretty much one of, well, he's the only Black up here uh, in upstate New York. Well, at least in Rochester, that is. Um, is there, and, and I, I've talked with a few um, black golfers up here and thinking of a way, how can we reach the inner city, right? The, the kids who have no idea uh, about golf, but however, expose them to it, right? There's the first tee program, but you know, what's a way in which, it, which we can maybe add a, 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 a uh, black flavor to it per se. You know, and, and so is there any uh, initiatives or opportunities, say if I come up with a concept, which I do have a concept, mm -hmm. where we could bring, put something in the park, like in parks, they have basketball goals, tennis courts, and all that, right? So imagine you had like a station that's like a golf station, right? In terms of like a hitting net, but you, you set it up, and I'm being kind of creative here, you set it up where it's a game, where it's not a real ball per se, it could be a plastic ball, but you got a real club, but it's set up where 
you know, only thing you need is just a club. So now that kid can go to that park and play basketball, tennis, baseball, football, whatever, as well as hit some, you know, hit some balls, right? So is there anything that exists or is there any type of initiative to reach out to the um, inner city, right? Yeah, yeah, so great question. Um, I recently learned, uh, first he actually does have a program they just rolled out. I can't remember specifically the name because I don't work for first he, but we could probably ask either your local or call the headquarters. Mm -hmm. But the program is designed for people like you who um, want to do a program, like, like you said, in a non-traditional golf setting. I believe yeah, that's like cost, that. but they provide you like snack equipment and things you need as well as curriculum mm -hmm. use um, at that location so you don't have to do it at a golf course. So I do know that First he has that already existing. So I would just say, you know, look into that. Just contact your local First Tee, um, and they'll, they'll give you, they'll, they'll probably know the concept. I forget the name, but it, it, there's a, some type of outreach program okay. set up for people that don't have to be golf professionals to do that. Um, but to be honest, the real answer to that question is we need more black pros. You know, I think people that teach like me, I mean, I don't teach right now, but you know, people who teach, we obviously care about our people, right? So the more of us, the more we will have those opportunities. And so, um, you know, that's something I'm working on on a higher level is trying to people already doing something like this and if you, if you go on the black golf directory website there's a lot of junior programs on there that you can probably contact and they may actually already be implementing that type of thing as well okay and, and one other thing because i love the uh black junior golfers and just the uh, black golf alliance is and i'm thinking does the black golf directory here's a scenario i typically drive from rochester to new orleans during the holidays right and I always stop in different cities like Atlanta, Cincinnati, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, Louisville, Kentucky. And so do they have any black, when I'm thinking if I'm there, no, give a shout out, which now I can use the Facebook page. Say, hey, I'm in Atlanta. Uh, my son is here. I want to get, we, we got to, let's meet up with some other kids, yeah. other black junior golfers mm -hmm. to play 18. Yeah. Right, so I'm thinking along that line because I love watching kids um, on Facebook, you know, just saying, and I use it for my son to have him see, hey man, look, there's someone look like you, a young kid playing golf, you know, and so it gets me motivated, it gets him motivated, and so now it's just, um, you know, hey. having that that opportunity to hook up with some hey, of the Dave. young black junior golfers. Hey, Jamie, let me jump in here real quick. And Anthony, just wanted to let you know, um, the BGA, we're currently working on an app to connect everybody across the country. So that way, like you just said, if you're in town and you want to set up a, a round, whether it be a junior or right. whether it be a, a grown-up, when the, in the process of setting up, up an app. Right, right. Okay. Yep. Great. Okay. All right. That's and cool. Exciting. Yeah, I think that's good. That's good. All right, any other questions for Jamie? Any other questions? All right, okay, thank yeah, you so much. Oh, go, right ahead. go ahead, James. Jamie, hey, everybody. Um, I guess my question, one of the things you guys mentioned is kind of said we to get uh, more diverse in the game. Um, and uh, I think most people, no, oftentimes more best players that Can you hear James? He's breaking up. Hey, James. James, right. you, you, you're breaking so, up, James. Hey, James. Um, is there anything with in, in Oh, he might be breaking up on his end, too. James, you hear us? Just, uh, yeah, yeah, I can work for the kids to where they can become caddies. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Jamie, that's what that's what happens when you oh, when you're him? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Okay. Is it any better? All right. I think he's still breaking up. Jamie, can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Yes. Can you hear me? No, no you're going James, you're going in and out. Can you hear me? 
Uh, James, try to try to log. Can you guys hear me now? No, it's still going in and out. Try to try to go out, James, and come back in. Okay. Okay. I think I think that's what he did. All right. So, Jamie, thank you so much. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, head over to our next uh, guest speaker. Thank you so much for always being on and supporting the Black Junior Golf uh, Podcast, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I put the link in the chat for everybody that if you want to access that. Gotcha. So if you need to access what Jamie just posted, guys, just hit the chat button. You can copy and paste, um, hit the link, and it'll go right, right to her spot, okay? All right. All right. So uh, let me get my next guest out. Hey, Jamie, if you'll stay on, I think James has a question for you, and we'll be able to get to that uh, in just a few minutes. But I want to get my uh, my first guest speaker on tonight. Um, our, our, our first guest speaker, you all, comes to us from, from Maryland. Uh, this young lady is on a fast pace to high-level uh, NCAA golf. Um, she's, uh, she's ranked number 22 on the, the Golf Week Junior Rankings. Uh, she's what she's a three-time Maryland uh, state champ. Uh, she's already committed to the University of Tennessee, and so uh, she's uh, she's her, her current handicap is a two. And we are so excited to have none other than Bailey Davis. Hey Bailey, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Hey, good to have you on the podcast tonight. Thank you. I'm so excited. Good, good to have you on. Well, listen, I talked to your Uncle John, and um, I said, John, I got to get Bailey on. I, I see her uh, playing. She's a, an incredible player. And, um, and and John said, okay, well, let me get in contact, and uh, here you are. So, 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 Bailey, tell us a little bit about how you got into the game of golf. So my grandfather actually got me started. Neither of my parents play. My mom plays a little bit, but it was my grandfather on my mom's side. Um, he took me over to the range one day. Continued to play. I didn't really like it at first, but my parents kind of told me I had to keep playing. So I did. And then I ended up loving it. Wow. That's awesome. Awesome, Bailey. So Bailey, um, next question. Um, so what are some of the things that you do? Um, what, 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 do you, what do you think some of the things that you did coming up in the game of golf that gave you that little edge to be a great, great player? The things that I already have are the things that I will need. Oh, say that again, Jamie, I'm sorry. Do you mean the things that I already have or the things that I'll need? To no, no, no. As, as you were coming up in golf, as you were coming up in the game of golf, what gave you, what, what do you think that gave you that little edge to make, okay. to turn you into a beginning golfer to now a, a great golfer? Was it practice? Was it the mental, the mental, what was it that gave you that little edge to be a great player? It was definitely practice when I was younger. I didn't like to practice. I didn't like golf at all. You know, I wanted to do other things like soccer and gymnastics and wow. all, all the other things that other little girls were doing, not golf. So um, I think what, for, what really changed my mentality was when I went to the U.S. Kids Championship at Pinehurst because it's just like it's an amazing atmosphere. You meet kids from all over the world and then you see how competitive it is. You see all the kids that are so much better than you and you see that you want to get better for yourself. So I feel like once once I started playing more competitive tournaments like that, then I really wanted to get better. So then it was all about the practice because practice is so essential for golf, you know. And, and what age were you at, were you at uh, Bailey when you got a chance to go to the U.S. Kids in Pinehurst? I think my first one was when I was either nine or ten. I think I did that for about three years, I want to say. Right. And that's when it that's when it turned for you? Yeah. I mean, I started to like it a little bit. But um, once I started to maybe 12, when I started to get really a lot better than I think was when I started to love it, you know? Good, good. And so, and so Jamie, you, you, you bring up a good point about, you know, when it, when it really turned for you. 
and you know golf is a golf is a mental sport and you know you know it's, it's physical but it's also mental it's more more mental than anything what would you what would you recommend to some of our juniors to really help with the mental part of the golf of, of, of golf I've noticed a lot with younger kids is that when they hit a bad shot, they get so caught up on that bad shot. You know, right. it's one bad shot and it's the end of the world. Right. Um, so I feel like it's mainly about, especially because, you know, at that younger age, like at U.S. Kids, you can have a caddy. Right. So if your parents, your caddy or a family friend is your caddy, I would say, you know, you hit a bad shot, you know, try to calm them down. Right. If you hit a bad shot, it's not the end of the world. If you get upset over a bad shot, it's just going to make your whole a lot worse. So I would just say, um, after hitting a bad shot, you just think have to think about how you can make that next shot better. Or if you have a bad hole, you have to think about how can I make this next hole better? Okay, that's good because golf is mean. I, I, I always like to describe golf yeah. as a mean sport. <laughs> it just, I mean, I was watching the uh, NCAA today and there was a young lady who was at about seven under uh, for the college championship. I think it's a SEC. Brooke Matthews. Yeah, and she hit, she hit the ball, mm -hmm. like almost went out of bounds and then it, you know, and it was just a, it was just a completely, complete lapse uh, uh, on a hole. But, um, it, it, you know, golf is a tough sport and, and it's definitely mental. So, so, so Bailey, what do you do to prepare for a tournament? Uh, when you, when you're going into a, a, a tournament, what do you do to prepare that particular week or a particular two weeks? Um, I usually just make sure that my swing is set. You know, I'll see my coach. We're not going to change anything about my swing we just want to make sure that I'm feeling comfortable and confident in my swing is changing even a minor change going into a tournament I don't think that's a very good idea you want to feel confident going into every tournament that you're playing and I feel like that's key so leading up to a tournament I would say I try to play a lot just to kind of get used to it obviously before the tournament I play about one to two practice rounds just to kind of get the feel of the course and then really I tell myself how good I am, you know, going into a tournament, you have to be confident. That's key. So that's normally what I do. Sometimes I get really, really nervous, but I just have to remind myself, you know, who I am and what I've done and that I'm a good player. Good, good. And so, you know, you, you bring up a lot of good points, um, you know, Bailey, because you're not going to have a, you know, a, a great day of golf all the time. What do, what do you tell yourself, Bailey, when you're having a bad day? You, you, you know, the bad day is here. It's, you know, you, just maybe push the shot or pull the shot. What, 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 what do you tell yourself, Bailey, when, when you're having a bad day? Um, I just remind myself that if I get upset about it, it's not going to get any better. I'm, I usually have a really positive attitude on and off, off the golf course. So I feel like my attitude is really good. So if I hit a bad shot, it's my, my mentality is, okay, how can I make this next shot better? It's not, oh my God, I just hit a bad shot. You know, I think Tiger has that 10 step rule where it's 10 steps and then it's, it's over with. Got so it. I try to keep that in my mind. Um, <clears throat> if it's a bad day, I just have to remind myself, you know, they happen. I had that this summer. I had one awful round that, you know, but it didn't define who I was. I was super upset about that round. And my coach had to remind me, you know, this is not who you are. You proved time and time again, this isn't who you are. So I feel like I just have to remind myself, whether it's during the round or after the round, that I'm a much better player than that. And that I just have to stay positive and move forward. What did you shoot that day? <laughs> so, okay, so I haven't. The only time I shot over 74 this summer was that time, and it was an 80. Okay. <laughs> like I tripled the first hole and then it just went downhill from there. <laughs> okay. All right. So, I'm with, so Bailey, what's your favorite course to, that you've played so far? Um, I would say I like going down to Palm Beach to play um, PJ National. That's always a lot of fun. Nice. But I really like Stanford's golf course. I played an AJGA Invitational out there last summer. Okay. And I did really well out there. I really like the course. I really like the layout. I feel like it really favors the long hitter, and that's what I am. Good. So it really worked out well for me. Good. How far do you? How do, what, what's your What's your average drive? About two sixty five, two seventy. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. You hit the ball farther than I do. Okay, great. So let's move on to the next question. What are some of your favorite players on the PGA tour right now? Whether it's, whether it's female, male, who's some of your favorite players? So I really used to like Paula Creamer. She was like my idol when I was younger. 
I had the pink panther, I had the pink bag, I just wanted to be like her. She, I loved pink, that was my favorite color, and she just has a positive attitude, whether she's playing well or she's not, and I always loved that about her. So that was someone I looked up to. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say I really have a favorite. I enjoy watching them all. I really like watching Tiger. You know, it's just amazing to see, especially when he can come back. Um, I like Dustin Johnson. I played in his tournament last summer and I enjoy watching our last March and I enjoy watching him. Um, I wouldn't say I had a fate. I have a favorite. I just enjoy watching. Okay. You know, Dustin's my homeboy. Gotcha. He, yeah. He's from, he's from Columbia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, 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 he's a good, 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 very good player. So how many holding ones have you had Bailey? Just one. Just one. Okay. Well, you know, you got some opportunities. <laughs> Um, to, for more, and um, <laughs> do you have any do you have any aspirations to to be on the LPGA tour? I do. I really pretty much want to see how college goes first. Yes. You know, I've thought about it a lot, and it's never been a dream of mine. I was not saying when I was younger. I wasn't. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be a professional golfer. It's really I want to take it one step at a time. I really just want to be the best player I can be, and if. I'm the best player I can be, and that's on the professional tour, then that's great. And if it's not, then it's okay. I just want to see how college goes. And then if I'm I'm going to attempt after college, and if I do well, then I do well. And if I don't, it's okay. All right. Well, listen, Bailey, we're going to be rooting for you. We're going to be praying for you because yeah. uh, we need more of us out on the tour. And uh, we thank you for coming on our podcast tonight. And we're going to open up the lines, Bailey, for, for a couple of questions. And um, you mind taking a couple of questions tonight? No, that's fine. Okay, beautiful. All right, so let's open up the lines. Uh, anybody have any questions for Bailey? Future University of Tennessee. So you going to Tennessee, right? Yes. Do you have Instagram? No, I have a Twitter. Yeah, have a Twitter. Uh, Y'all in the Twitter. Uh, <laughs> all right, I need you to mentor a 14-year-old boy. Are you awesome, Dad? Yeah, I'm plugging him right now. Yep. I used to watch that TV show all the time. Uh, I still watch it all the time. We don't talk about that. <laughs> but uh, you're going to be in college right when he come into college. So Tennessee is on our radar. So, you know, I'm just. I will say they just built a new practice facility. I know I they send me the stuff every day. I get it every crazy. day. They won't stop. Yeah. They won't stop sending me stuff. I mean, it looked nice though. I mean, I just see the, the cars and I saw the little YouTube video they sent me, but uh, it looked like it's off the chain. Yeah, it's amazing. God, you watched the show. That's embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> hey, right. hey, that's ironic because every year around January, <clears throat> I asked Joshua, I say, give me your top five colleges you want to play golf, right? Right. And, you know, Tennessee has been on there uh, the last three three or four years i think it was number one one year so now it's uh, i think it's stanford lsu oklahoma state all that stuff mm -hmm. but i do the top five because kids you know at that age just going back when he was what seven right they changed their mind it's, it's the flavor of the day right. but uh, tennessee was uh it was and still is on his list of uh, schools so and, and i think also i have a uh, cousin-in-law who's a professor at the University of Tennessee. So I'm thinking when Joshua was three and we went to visit her, he saw that big T and orange colors and fell in love with, uh, with Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, it's a great atmosphere overall. I fell in love as soon as I went. I had done a bunch of visits. Um, I'd gone to Kentucky, Miami, Louisville, Clemson, UNC, Ohio State. I'd gone everywhere. And I never really had that feeling, you know, that I was in love with the, with the campus. But when I went to Tennessee, then I really fell in love. It just felt like that's where I belonged, you know? Um, I got a question. So it will be two black girls on that team. Is that correct? She will be graduating. Me oh, right she's there. graduating. So she is, is, did she play today? She's a senior. No, she didn't. Okay. I was wondering, I was looking for her. Yeah. yeah, you was watching. You was watching it too, Mark. I'll, I tuned in for a little bit. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, cool, cool. Bailey, right. I have a question. Um, you know, I've been talking to some of the women on Symmetra Tour, um, and I know some players on the LPGA Tour. But I was wondering, 
you know, do you have any role models or and as far as that are currently playing black role models in golf? Do you can are you connected with any of them? No, um, not really. I don't really know them that well. I hear about them every once in a while, um, but nothing big. I I have a really good friend, Amari Avery, who's out in California. Her and I are great friends, and we talk about it all the time. How you know, we want to be those people, you know, to get on the tour and do something. You know, yeah. we're both African American, well, we're both biracial actually, <laughs> and we want to go out there and do something and represent well. Um, someone that's on the tour right now, I really don't. Um, I wish I did, but I don't. No, and I, and I ask that because that's one of the things that I've learned is that you know, a lot of these women like you, they come up and there's no one there to kind of pull them up or give them like a heads up. So, you know, trying to figure out a way to connect everybody because um, it just seems like to be a cycle now where it's like, you're coming up and you should be connected to some of these women so that they can tell you what to look for, you know, look to and expect. Yeah. And it doesn't exist yet. Yeah, Mariah Smith, she's at Tennessee right now her and I talk a lot um we talk about being African-American and going to Tennessee and um the golf wise and being the minority but I don't know if she's going to continue her career after college but her and I talk a lot so I would say that's the closest I do have to a role model or someone I look up to or talk about things with so I'm going to try to connect La Caribbean she's currently on Symmetra tour but I think you know, you she's probably the closest to where you are, or where you or you want to possibly go, um, because she's doing the semester tour now and, and came from Alabama. So I'll I'll try to, if you don't mind, I would. No, love that's to. fine. Okay. Hey, hey, Bailey, I got a question for you. Um, yes. How do you approach your season in terms of scheduling what tournaments you play in? Because one thing that that I do with with my son is whenever we get the schedule right, we do the West New York PGA Junior Tour. We do the RDGA, which is the Rochester District Golf Association. You know, we also do U.S. kids to qualify for Pinehurst, even though we didn't do it this past year due to COVID. But I lay, I, you know, we lay that out, and then we kind of get an idea in terms of, you know, time between tournaments, plus looking at the total cost, uh, just in case someone may want to, you know, write a check to say, hey, you know, we got you covered. Yeah. Um, for your, your schedule of tournaments for the year? I mean, how do you approach that? Do, do you look at it ahead of time or you just pick and choose by the month or you do the year outlook? So my dad and I usually look at it together. Well, and my mom. But we, um, so say in December of this year, we'd start looking at tournaments next year and we'd plan out the whole year. Um, I... When I first started, I started with U.S. Kids. I did like, there was, there's a Mid-Atlantic tour around here that I played. Um, and then I realized that I had to start going the longer distances. That's why I only played U.S. Kids for about two to three years. So I started moving, moving into the hurricane and the college prep and things like that. But then once again, those distances weren't long enough. So I realized I had to move into even longer distances if I really wanted to be seen by colleges. And so that's when I started to move into the AJGAs. I never really did a lot of the qualifiers. I played maybe two AJGA qualifiers, but because I did so well in other tournaments like the Kathy Whitworth and the Arizona Silver Bell, I was able to qualify for those AJGA invitationals. So I would say I have about, during the summer, I have about two to three tournaments per month. The summer is obviously my busiest schedule. I have in the spring from January until April, I have about one per month. So I would obviously travel, like in January, I traveled to Florida, February was California, March was South Carolina. So I obviously traveled to a lot of different places and a lot of warmer places in the winter. But I would say, um, as long as you have a decent amount of practice time in between the tournaments, then you're fine. I will say that playing those bigger tournaments, it does help with college. They are more expensive. I know the AJGA is a lot more expensive than everything else. They are more expensive, but they are very beneficial. Now, do you have a sponsor or, or that's out of pocket with the family or whatever? How does... Um... So, Titleist and Nike, they both, um, I receive clothes and shoes and stuff like that from Nike. And then I receive golf balls, hats, um, gloves, shoes from Titleist. Okay. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, let me put the time frame here. I'm thinking like in your teenage years, like probably 13, 14, because I'm speaking on behalf of my son who's now 13, turned 14 in December. But again, we, we now looking at, we need to go outside of upstate New York, right? Because he's pretty much dominated up here and he's gotten complacent, you know, with, with uh, the, his competitors have become his buddies, which is now his Achilles heel. And so we, we need to expand. And, and that's why I asked about the schedule for the year and looking at it and also uh, venturing out from a funding perspective, right? Any, any sponsors or whatever? Um, I don't. Not that I know of. I don't think so. Okay. Um, and, that's, and that's another question for the dads and parents here, right? And, and uh, that is, you know, because I don't want to violate any NCAA uh, rules or uh, USGA amateur status in terms of, mm -hmm. for example, what if I gave a golf tournament or just accepted donations from people who want to contribute right. to Joshua's... Um, you know, to when I once I put together the schedule, here's what it's going to cost, right? And say, you know, make some contributions or whatever. Is there an am I viable? I want to make sure I'm not violating anything, right? Yeah, so that's totally I don't know understandable. If, if the other parents on here, you know, if you when you travel, if, if you know, maybe you can shine some light on that because this is new for me. I know what I want to do, need to do, but I want to make sure I don't no. violate any. You can get uh, whatever you want. You can get whatever you want, whatever you need. Ain't no violations. They, they. Okay. If it's a donation, if it's helping with golf, it's, that's not against no rules. Okay. You get whatever. They can give you whatever. They can't give you a hundred thousand dollars, but people get it. It's it's yeah. golfers that get it. People get money. Carl Phillips ain't paid for nothing in twenty years. Wow. So I mean, you know, but if you want more competition, you come on down to Texas. Hey, what, what, hey, what part of Texas? We'll come wherever you want, whatever part you want to go to. So I, I, I'm going to go for a trip to Texas. I go come to, on. to New Orleans. and uh, Come on. We'll be here. Dallas, I'm, Texas. You yeah. can stay with me. I, I got a room for you. <laughs> All right. Hey. Sounds like a game plan. Hey, Bailey, when you come back to South Carolina, All make right. sure you look us up. I want to get you out uh, on, a, on a round with John, okay? Okay. I'll probably... I'll probably be there in March for the Dustin Johnson again. Okay, beautiful. All right, let us know when you oh. come down. Okay. Also, also, Bailey, what's the uh, women's schedule in terms of uh, tournament? When, when does the season start? When does it end? For me, it's pretty much year round. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't clear. For uh, for the University of Tennessee, when does the women schedule start? Does it coincide with the men's schedule? Yes. Okay. So, so you start they... in the fall and go to the spring, or or well, so they would start normally, at not right now, obviously, but normally they would start like September and go until maybe November as their fall season. And then in the spring, they would start around February and go until May. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, Bradley. Okay. So any, any additional questions for uh, Bailey? We got one more special guest and we got to pick it up a little bit. So any other questions for uh, Bailey? We can take one more question. Oh, just best of luck. What, what, what was your best AJ you liked? I like the Tournament of Champions down in Florida. Oh, well, okay. All right. Yeah, so. All right. You got to make it to that one. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Bailey, thank you so much for being our guest tonight. Hope you had a great time. I know this won't be your last interview, and uh, we'll be rooting for you, and we can, we're looking forward to you doing very well this, uh, this winter, this fall, this school year. And we'll, we'll be watching you uh, at the University of Tennessee, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Next up, we've got another special guest that's going to close us out tonight. Um, I had a chance to meet this, uh, this gentleman at, uh, at one of our AJGA uh, qualifiers here in South Carolina. And we, we, we bonded. We clicked just like that. And um, so, so the, guy, the, the person that I'm going to bring up, guys, his name is James Palmer. He's from the uh, Combine Academy out of Charlotte, North Carolina, which is probably about an hour away from me. So uh, let's uh, let's give it up for Mr. James Palmer. What's going on, James? How you doing tonight? Good, if you can hear me. Can you guys yes. hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. 
right. So, so well, James, James, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then I got a couple of questions for you about the Combine Academy in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. First, uh, congratulations, Bailey. That's awesome that you're going to the University of Tennessee. Bravo, bravo. It's big time. <laughs> and uh, and then, Jamie, I'll ask you a question later that I had earlier. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so um, I'm the executive director uh, at Combine Academy, which is a sports academy uh, similar to IMG Academy uh, down in Florida. I used to work at IMG Academy as well. So then I transitioned to Combine Academy. Uh, they've been around since 2008. They have basketball, soccer, baseball, and they just added golf. So I, I'm starting the program with the golf uh, right here in Charlotte. So then I met Roe at the first hurricane tournament of, the, of our year. Uh, I recruited five kids. And so uh, I saw his boy and we just started chatting it up. Mm -hmm. So, 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 so James, tell us a little bit about, you know, why should a parent or a, a junior golfer consider the Combine Academy? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, there's tons of academies out there. You got Mike Menner, you got IMG Academy, you got Gary Gilchrist. Now we have Combine Academy. Um, there's huge advantages to go to a lot of these schools. Uh, probably one of the biggest things that I see is that, um, Bailey kind of mentioned it, um, is that you have, you get to practice, right? Um, one of the key things to get good is you got to prepare, you got to practice. Uh, no one ever said practicing too much hurts your game, you know? So uh, schools like this is very valuable for any athlete, especially golfers, because so much time. You get to go to school for half a day and then you have your sport the rest of half the day. So then you can tournament play. Uh, all tournaments this fall. So I'm going to take them 12 different tournaments. I think row froze, but, um, but yeah, so this tomorrow I'm leaving for Tennessee. Actually, uh, we're going to play in the Nota Begay qualifier. Um, and so I'm bringing four of my guys to go qualify for the Nota Begay tournament. Awesome. And uh, James, can you hear me okay? I know my screen froze. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. And so, so James, do you have to be a, 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 a golfer that shoots below par or an elite golfer to come back, to come to the academy? I prefer it, but, <laughs> but you don't have to be. Uh, you know, in golf, I mean, you can get golf good at golf very quickly, right? right. It's not like football, basketball, baseball, where you got to be tall or fast. If you want to work hard at it and uh, you want to listen to your coaches and take the instruction, you can get good at golf very quickly. So uh, when I'm looking for golfers, one, you know, if they're good, but also if they have the desire. Uh, and they, here's the problem. I get some really good golfers, but they don't have the desire. Um, I was at IMG even, you know, they good golfers, but they didn't really want to put in the work. So they're wasting uh, their talent, you know. Um, and the money. And I always get it. What's that? <laughs> and the parents' money. Exactly. And I always get after him. I was like, you know, uh, you should be good if you get to practice eight hours a day. You know, so uh, there's no reason why you shouldn't be. Um, you know, I, Combine Academy is a lot more affordable, too. Uh, all those other academies range between 80 to 100 grand a year. Um, after scholarships, we bring our kids between only 15 to 20 grand a year. And that includes boarding, food and tournament expenses. So um we actually don't make money on it obviously because travel expenses we just got back from florida um so we're doing a lot of traveling good that's good and uh talk a little bit about the diversity um at your combine james um you know covid i was trying to recruit a lot of uh students of color to come here um covid kind of hurt a lot of it and plus being in charlotte uh, i went to the charlie Sifford golf course met some young high school players and talk to their parents as well and try to get them to come. Um, it's hard because the biggest thing for a lot of American families is uh, the parents just don't want them to come to a boarding school. Um, but right now I have five kids, one's from France, uh, one's from Canada, one's from New York, one's from Oregon, and one's a local kid. Wow. So I was able to get quite a few kids from all over in a short amount of time. Uh, next year, I hope to really bring a lot more local kids right here from Atlanta, from Charlotte, uh, and really grow the game. Uh, I think Jamie and I mentioned, talked about it once, just to diversify it, get them here at the Combine, 
you know, get them ready. We help them get recruited and then they go on to college and, you know, then hopefully pro ranks. Um, so, so James, another question I have for you. Um, do y'all have like a, um, a tour for a day just to kind of bring your kid up just to let them see the environment, you know, just, just, you know, maybe just to see what the typical day is like. Um, we didn't really have that the first year because we didn't have any kids yet. And so when I recruited the families, it was all virtual. We had to, you know, virtually show them the campus. So um, that was the only way we could do it with COVID. But um, now that they're here, they got to see what we have. I mean, we, we're no IMG. We can't even, you know, no, but no place like IMG, right? Mm-hmm. And some of them have been to IMG for camps. So, but what we offer, what we deliver is good golf instruction, get them in tournaments, and then hopefully help them get recruited. Um, as Bailey, well, probably not Bailey doesn't know because it sounds like she was getting recruited very, very heavily <laughs> at a bunch of schools. Uh, but for a lot of kids to get that exposure, you have to be at the right school. You have to play in the right tournaments. And if you're not getting that, uh, it's hard to get recruited. Right. And what's um, so talk to us, talk to us, James, about the, the typical day um, at the combine and uh, just just kind of walk us through what, what a typical day is like. And they wake up, golf, they eat, and then they golf. <laughs> and then they you know, it's, it's a dream come true for any athlete. You know, it really is. Uh, if you're passionate about basketball, baseball, or soccer, I mean, you literally get to wake up and play golf. You go to your classes. Classes are only half a day, and then you go play golf and practice. Um, and then they have time in the evening to study, of course. Uh, and then they get to work with professional trainers um, to help with physical fitness. Um, so that's really big for a lot of these kids because most of them probably never even picked up a weight. So <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And what type yeah. of what type of competitions do y'all typically go to? Uh, well, we did the Hurricane. Uh, we're doing AJGA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do the National Junior Golf. We're going to Nota Big A one in Tennessee. So we've tried to, you know, get the exposure that they didn't have uh, other where they lived. Um, as ba- Bailey mentioned, we kind of have to travel a little bit. Yeah. Um, AJGA ones are always hard to get to, um, but you can still get the stars and the points through the other tournaments if you do well. That's good. That's good. And uh, before I open it up, uh, open up the lines for some questions, uh, James, um, is there anything else you'd like to share with us uh, that you haven't covered so far? Um, I mean, if, if you guys have any kids, you know, are thinking about, you know, really getting to the next level, uh, combine or any academy like this can really help because um, especially for boys and girls golf, getting that exposure in that tournament experience um, we take that off your plate. Like uh, Anthony mentioned about how do you build a schedule and Bailey mentioned it sitting down in December to come up with a whole year schedule. We do that for the families and we do all the travel. We take them there and all that stuff. So that's off the, t- the plate of the families and we're very strategic. We're going to make sure that we're going to help them with their rankings. Um, so just like uh, you, might, you don't want to play in too many tournaments because it might hurt you. Mm-hmm. So we're going to strategically do it to help your rankings. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, me and me and little John might have to come up there for a visit one day. Yeah, absolutely. Good, good. All right, we'll get so, get around in. <laughs> yeah. So let's um let's get let's let's open up the lines for some questions. Um, and oh, oh, one more question for you too. Um, what what are the what are the locations that the combine in is uh, currently? Just Charlotte only. Yeah, we we're yeah we're actually in Lincolnton, which is about forty five minutes away from Charlotte. Uh, they used to have six or seven campuses like in Atlanta, uh, but just business wise, just to have a central location made sense. Uh, but it was only basketball at the time. So, uh, you know, basketball, they can do that. Golf, I think it'd be a little more difficult to have all four sports that we have now. Gotcha. Okay. So let's open up the lines. Um, any questions for James, head director at the Combine Academy? Hey, James, how you doing? Um, I got a question. What, what ages do you take kids? Uh, we're in high school, 9 through 12, and then we got post-grad as well. Okay, so 9 through 12. Um, my question is, because I have a philosophy on academies, because I've had mm-hmm. a lot of academies that have tried to recruit my son, including IMG. Um, yeah. <laughs> how, how do you overcome the Black mother and father? Like, I can't send my son to Charlotte because I don't know y'all. 
Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it ain't nothing, no disrespect, yeah. but it's like, black folks don't really do that. Like, well, kind not, of, not, let, me finish, let me finish one up. But like, and also, I don't see it work for boys. I don't see Academy Golf working for boys. I never see, when I go to AJ, I know all the kids, they always with their daddies or their moms. Yeah, yeah. The Asian kids be with their coaches. Yeah. I don't see Academy kids excelling. I see kids like Bailey excelling, Amari excelling with idiotic dads like me, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I just want to know how, like what's different about y'all Academy? Like, I yeah, that y'all take ninth graders. Cause by the time you get to ninth grade, I feel like it's too late for them to change their pattern unless they ain't no good. If they good, if they like my son, why would I switch? Yeah. And if they ain't like my son, then they probably ain't good enough to come to your academy. Yeah. I get it for overseas kids who are trying to get to America and they don't have no options. I get it. But can you explain that to me? Yeah, yeah. those great, great points, actually. Uh, those are things I always encounter when I talk to families. Right. Um, so first, I mean, most academies you see, most of them are international kids. I mean, I think you've kind of noticed that. I, I worked at IMG, so I, I know what that was about. Um, and so when it comes to um, talking to African-American families, you know, how, how to get the kids there. One, uh, a big thing that I say, I mean, we have basketball, baseball, soccer, and baseball. You know, most of those kids are non-white kids, right? And they're boarding school and they have no problems of getting better. Um, in fact, they get a lot better, you know, when they go to academy. So I don't think it's any different for golf. Uh, the difference between us and other academies, I think, is that uh, we want to keep it small. We don't, we're not trying to have 150 kids. Right? And so right. we want to keep it small. So where we're actually coaching the kids, working with them, not even just working on their golf swings, but their whole personality, everything. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's one thing I've learned about the kids I have right now is that they've never had a coach coach, right? They've had swing coaches. They've had their dads, but they've never had a coach, right? Meaning, you got to get to practice on time. You got to, you know, and so you got to do all these things, not like military school, but there's a lot of things that you have to do uh, uh, that they have to obey. You know what I mean? So that piece, I think, helps. And someone's kind of struggling with it because they haven't had that kind of discipline needed to be successful. Um, uh, and so they're kind of learning that. I used to coach college at Johnson Wells University, and I took the team to nationals three years in a row. So we were really, really good. So I'd always... I tell these kids, when you get to college, it's not going to be uh, like you think it is. Right? Um, but a huge advantage for a lot of families, I think, is one, uh, they're going to get the training, uh, but also academic, they'll get it. But also we model the classes kind of like college courses so that when they go to college, they can adjust to college and being a student athlete. That's very difficult. Adjusting from a student to become a student athlete. Very, very hard. And most boys... You know, they're not sure as girls. That, that transition from high school to college, especially if you have a sport, is very, very hard. And that's another reason why a lot of college coaches, if you look at a lot of college programs, a lot of them are international. Um, mo most of the time it's because a lot of those international kids are a lot more mature. So the coaches know exactly what they're going to get. Some of the American kids get that freshman year they might struggle, you know, <laughs> academic, athletically, you name it. It's very, very hard to kind of gauge how that kid's going to be. So an academy like this really helps them because it'll mature them. They're away from home, away from their parents. Uh, I agree they, with that 100%. Yeah. And that's something and I have seniors right now and I'm struggling with the seniors even. I even told them, like, I feel like I'm coaching freshmen, right? <laughs> with the exception of the kid from France. Where he's, he's a little more mature because his education was a little bit different. And I think the I think the one thing that you, you you should add, James, to why people should come or you know if if they consider it, is because of you. Mm -hmm. You know, all the other things are great, but you you know yeah. you know you've got experience at the University of Miami. You got the you know experience mm -hmm. at Johnson and Wales, and you 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 were previously at IMG as well. So yeah. you know you you can't discount you. You know. Yeah. Well, you know at IMG that there was very little diversity. And I think, um, who is the girl that went there? Uh, I wasn't there when I worked there. Um, we met, we talked about a role. 
Um, uh, I can't you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. She had a sister, her brother played tennis or something. I can't remember. Um, or baseball or something. He played some sport. But yeah, uh, when it came to diversity, IMG was very, very, it was very little. Uh, and I, and that's one thing I also, it was very little diversity on the staff even. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, you know, that's why we all left, you know, really it's basically we just jumped ship after like. A you talking about Alan Kornikova? What's that? No, no. Um, what's her, what is her name? Uh, she didn't go to college. She went straight to try to be pro. She on a tour now? Uh, no, she's trying to get on some Metro tour. What's I have no idea. Yeah, I can't remember right now. She's on Instagram a lot, bro. You and I talked about her. I can't. I can't remember. I, I, I apologize. I'm talking about right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll come to us afterwards. Yeah. But uh, there were very few students of color on the campus, African American. Then when I was there, it's probably one or there's only one girl. And uh, you know, to tell you the truth, I, I would always go talk to her to make sure she was okay because yeah. I felt the coaches didn't give her the attention that they gave to everybody else. Right. I mean, that's just, just to be honest. I don't think they did a good job of making sure her whole well-being was being looked out after. Um, and I don't think she got the attention she should have gotten for her golf swing either. All right. James, I, you guys? I think your screen is freezing up, James. Okay. Oh. All right. Uh, James, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of freezing up a little bit. So, um, any other? Oh, there you go, James. You're back. Any other questions for James, y'all? IMG, uh, former IMG, now Combine Academy yeah. executive. Well, well, kind of back to this point of recruiting any kid, any American kid, it's very, very difficult to to get them come to any boarding school. Um, you know, the biggest obstacle is is not to be sexist or anything is moms. Uh, however, when I started there, I thought it was going to be co-ed. Recruiting girls for boarding school is not hard. Uh, before I even marketed the program, I probably had twenty girls. Uh, try to come to combine. Wow. They're ready. They're ready to leave home and start mm -hmm. golf. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a different dynamic when it comes to the, the girls' golf and the boys' golf for sure. All right. Any other questions for James? Yeah. Any other questions for James Palmer? Okay. All right. Well, Everybody, if we are all good, um, James, I think uh, you wanted to cover one more thing. You wanted to ask Jamie a question, right? Jamie, you still there? Oh, no, I mean, I can't even really remember it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all right. But I think I, I do want kind of on the work-related and internship. One thing I, I do feel that, as you probably all know, um, being a caddy, a lot of the great golfers that came up came through a caddy system. You can learn the game quite a bit. Um, even I told young kids, one of my neighbors, she never played golf, told her to be a caddy. She became a caddy. The member gave her golf clubs free. She got a full ride scholarship to play golf for four years. She never played golf. Wow. All she said she had interest. Yeah, um, but you got paid very well. Um, I don't know if there's any caddy system that really helps to keep, get, get kids in the game, but also going to start a pretty good career and learn the game pretty well. Um, and a lot of the members, because I've been at a lot of private courses, I went to one in Trinity Forest, I think Jordan Spieth's a member there. And I met a lot of caddies. There was not a single uh, African-American caddy in the whole program, in wow. the whole system. Wow. So it was just all white kids who were making a lot of money. <laughs> wow. Just carrying, you know, just carrying the bag. And I felt that should have been a good area where um, people, younger people get into the game oh. and make money. Hey, so I don't know if Jamie has any uh connections with that to uh, or if that's part of what you guys are looking into that was my question <laughs> okay 
All right, James, you're kind of break you kind of you kind of breaking up a little bit. Uh, but Jamie, anything you wanna you wanna cover on that? Oh, did you hear? Yeah, no, I I got the gist of what he was trying to say. Um, I mean, yeah, oh, okay. I will say through the youth on course program, from what I learned with the two interns that I talked with, both of them got to be at a private club and CAD, they did the caddy and the internship program. Um, so they got the benefit and they got a scholarship from youth on course. I mean, they're doing everything to help these kids. And so uh, they got their private club experience. And I don't think either one of them could have afforded to be a member, or their parents could have afforded to be a member of the private club. And one of them who's now uh, working to be a golf professional and, and plays well, he said the club he worked at, they even allowed him to play on the junior team. So he got to travel, work on his game and compete with the, with the country club kids. So, you know, I, there's definitely an opportunity there for minorities and they're definitely looking for more minorities to help with this program. And also through caddying, um, what they said, and I've caddied, so I can say this from personal experience, that really helps a junior golfer's game, even if they're good golfers, because when you're actually having to tell someone else what they need to do or what's going on, you're paying attention to things that you don't always think of when you're playing by yourself. And that was something that one of the, one of the interns mentioned that he got out of the caddy program and that was actually helping his game being a caddy, caddy for other people. Beautiful. Thank you for that info, Jamie. Thank you. All right. Well, y'all, we are we are about to wrap up the uh, podcast tonight. I want to thank um, thank our special guests. Uh, thank uh, Bailey. I uh, want to thank James. I want to also thank uh, Jamie. Thank y'all so much for coming on the uh, Black Junior Golf Podcast. Y'all have a blessed night, and we'll see y'all on the course. Good night.